Okay, Ashley, I have a question for you. Yes. So if someone owes you money, do you A, beat it out of them, or B, beat it out of them? Is there a C? Beat it out of them? Question mark? You know what? I'm going to go C. We cordially request that you be our dinner guests as you join us for another episode of Wine and Dine. Hi, everybody. I'm Ashley. I'm Megan. And this is Wine, wine and, and Dine. Dine. Um, I went out and picked a special wine, actually, this week for Megan from the original Dark Horse. It is their Zephyrman blend. So Megan, amazing, and it tell everybody what you think. Very sweet, like in a in a good way. It's not bad at all, but it's definitely one of those that you sip, not chug. Mm-hmm. Like last week, if you guys remember, I chugged the barefoot wine before we even started recording, because it's one of those wines that you can do that with. Mm-hmm. This is not one of those wines that you can do that with. <laughs> it's one that you take at a slow pace and i enjoy that i'm so glad you like that like i did spend a little bit of time actually combing through the wine aisle to find something that i thought you'd like well clink me yes (sighs) it's good so i have a confession oh no what's your confession my confession is i have not read in two and a half weeks I have another confession. Okay. Um, I've picked up The Last Life of Prince Alistair four times, and I'm only on the second chapter. Okay. So it sounds like we're definitely on the struggle bus when it comes to reading. Yeah. I feel like we're both kind of in a little bit of a reading slump, which is okay, I mm-hmm. guess. It's not my favorite place to be. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I. It's, it's one of those here's how I define my reading slumps. My reading slumps by Ashley are thus followed. When you want to read and you have books to read, but for some reason, you just can't do it. Yes. Uh, Mine is you want to read, you feel like you have to read, Mm. and then I feel like that makes the slump worse because you feel like you have to do it and then it becomes a chore. It's like the difference between reading Harry Potter and reading a textbook. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter, I want to read. A textbook, I feel like I have to read. And when I get into a slump, I feel like, well, you got to get out of it. You just have to force yourself to do it. And then every book becomes a textbook. Right. And I think that, you know, I think that's a pretty much like point number one. If you're going to be in a reading slump, don't force yourself out of a reading slump. That, I feel like that would be my number two. My number one would be acknowledge that you're in a reading slump and Mm -hmm. acknowledge that it's okay that you're in a reading slump. Don't beat yourself up over being in a reading slump. Okay. So we've acknowledged we're probably both going towards reading slumps. I'm not even going towards it. I am definitely in a reading slump. Okay. We've acknowledged (laughs) we're in a reading slump. What do you, what, what, what would you do then since you're in a reading slump? Well, I actually decided to Google some of this because Mm -hmm. I wanted to know what other people did. Because for me, when I'm in a reading slump, I substitute reading with like Netflix and stuff. Right. Which is super awesome for me right now because the season four of Lucifer just came out on Netflix. So I am super excited about that. We've been binging that. Um, So good. Lucifer's Mm -hmm. got gains this season. It's, oh, he's shirtless and just 
yummy and sorry i'm off we've been watching one punch man we're gonna start hunter hunter and i'm slowly getting through the back end of season one of new amsterdam yes i've only seen like the first four or five episodes of new amsterdam so don't ruin anything for me but it is so good from what i've seen so so good jesse even likes it so i need to start watching it again with him Yep. Nope. That's something that me and David both watch, or we attempt to watch together. That is so rare for me is to be able to find a TV show that Jesse likes mm-hmm. that I also like because he calls most of the shows that I watch garbage. <laughs> I mean, I watch a lot of History Channel stuff, so not garbage. I mean, it, it's technically considered garbage because it's fake history. Well, yeah. Okay. Are you watching History Channel or are you watching Ancient Aliens? <laughs> like, that's going to be the difference. You know what? Maybe. <laughs> just maybe. <laughs> anyway, but when I Googled things that you could get you out of your reading slump, Bustle has an article. Mm-hmm. And it says one of the first things to do is to reread your favorite book. Okay. Because nothing will remind you of how much you love reading like visiting an old favorite. And it even uh, it even knows me very well because it says, find your well-worn copy of Pride or Prejudice or Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and you'll feel like you're visiting your BFF. And I'm just sitting there like, I don't know why you had to call me out like that. So would Sorcerer's Stone be your BFF book? Uh, honestly, no. I, I, I'm going to take a guess. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Thin Executioner. How did you know? I, no. <laughs> okay. It's like you listen to me. All right. Let's see if you can guess mine uh probably something by meg cabot i'm Uh gonna go with either all american girl or one of the oh what is it is it the inquisitor series no that's not it the the mediator the mediator series one of the mediator series yeah i would totally reread the mediator series I listen. See, here's the whole thing. I wouldn't just read. I feel like there's a trap in that, though. When you get your favorite BFF book to get you out of that reading slump, when it, especially when it comes to trilogies or like series, you're gonna read the entire series. You're gonna have to read the entire series. Mine has seven books. Yours has it's, seven books. Well, yeah, that Harry Potter has seven books, but if the Executioner, I got lucky. It's just the one. It's just the one. But um, it is a honker of a book. I mean, that sucker's thick. It's like Les Mis. It's whew. yeah. Okay, so I could try to find a copy or copies of that book series for sure. And, and try that okay i'm okay I'm, I'm willing i mean i feel weird changing up my tbr that rapidly so what if i didn't want to do that the next option is to go to a bookstore or a library because the obvious cure for a lack of reading motivation is to buy more books <laughs> <laughs> that's dangerous that is me that is so dangerous because i I felt my book slump coming on a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago, and that's when I ordered all those books from Thrift Books, mm-hmm. and I was like, I know, if I can just find one of these books, one of these is going to get me out of my reading slump. Right. And I'm sitting here now with 10 extra books going, well. In disclaimer, this does not mean she does not like The Last Life of Prince Alistair. Oh my god, no, this I'm This does not it. mean I do not, uh, or I do not dislike The Wicked King. It's that... There might be other factors in our life at the current moment that is hindering our reading. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. And it, it could be a combination of, like, 
stress, work, family life. I mean, it can be anything that gets you in a reading slump. But like for me, I think it's just because I'm so focused on Mm -hmm. the Netflix and stuff, Mm -hmm. which is one of the things that it says here is it says don't substitute TV shows for binging TV shows for reading. Here's something when I was looking through source material is change up the way you read. So instead of reading a physical book, do an audiobook. Ooh, that's a good one. You know, listen to the book instead of trying to read it. Or, you know, instead of having words on a page, go to manga or a graphic novel. I like that. One of the things that they say on here is read something light. And that's one of the things that they recommend is manga or light novel. So that's a really good idea. Yeah. And I think that's just a good, maybe just a good thing for avid readers is to change up the not I wouldn't say font but like how you consume the material maybe just so you don't get into a reading it so you don't get into a heavy reading slump maybe where you can't come back from it where you can't come back from it I I have yet well I can't say I have yet ever experienced that I think I experienced that maybe one time and that was I always seem to have it like right at the end of the year especially with all the holidays well, that's just because you get so busy. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't help it at that point. I don't think so, at least. Yeah. Because I'm never reading during the holidays because I've got this Christmas party. I've got this person to shop for. I've got mm-hmm. this sale. I've got this Black Friday event. I've got, you know, working extra hours <gasps> right. to be able to pay for all of this. Right. So, I mean, I, I hardly ever read during the holidays. And if I do read during the holidays, it's like books to my nieces. Yeah. So it's like reading the night before Christmas to my nieces the night before Christmas. You know, like that kind of stuff. No, and I understand that. I think something that I I just do generally as an avid reader is I try to set down time within my day to read, but I don't make it an obligation. Well, and that's good because once again, you don't want to make it an obligation and turn it into a textbook. Right. But one of the things that this article in Bustle says is to set a small goal. Mm-hmm. So that kind of is like set time aside mm-hmm. and set a small goal and just say, okay, I've set aside this hour. I want to get through at least two chapters in this hour. And if that's all you get through in two chapters and then you're like, you mm-hmm. know what, I'm done. Okay. Be done. Like, that's fine. Just try to approach your goal and set it small. Don't be like, I got to finish half this book right now. Right. And force yourself to do it because then you're going to reread the page 27 times, which mm-hmm. I've totally done. Not 27 times, maybe, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Here's another one that I do just personally is that if I feel like it's maybe I'm just not interested at the moment and that's what's causing my book slump, I go run to my TBR and pull something else. Okay. Because then that gets me, and then I'm going to read that maybe cover to cover, and that gets me back motivated again. So then I can come back to that other book, pick it back up, and maybe get bad you know like i'm already on the reading train so maybe that train keeps going yeah just change it out for something Mm -hmm. um i have one that you're really gonna like on here because i know you like to do this all right organize your bookshelf (gasps) Ooh. it says an organized bookshelf equals an organized mind Mm -hmm. so i'm going with yes because whenever i organize my bookshelf i feel a spark of motivation for me when i organize my bookshelf i find books that interest me so like 
maybe oh man this book sounds so so good because I always read the back and I read the like inside pamphlet Mm -hmm. you know thing just to make sure it's not something that I need to donate like am I still interested in this book am I still into this book am I still going to read this book ever and then that might get you out of your reading slump is finding a book that you just have to read right then and there and you do that by organizing your bookshelf agreed agreed I I do enjoy organizing my bookshelves um at the same time though like as I'm looking at like my bookshelf plus my TBR sometimes I feel kind of like un not demotivated but almost like anxiety ridden with the simple fact of oh my gosh I have all this stuff that I want to get to but yet I feel so obligated to finish what I've started I get that so, and I feel like that's what's causing, I know what's causing my, my reading slump this time. It's, it's literally, I'm, I'm on a new work schedule, so I haven't figured out where my reading can honestly fit in yet. Yeah. So, that's personally my reason for why I haven't been reading. Um, just the timing issue. Just the timing issue. But I like everything that you found so far because <laughs> I need some help. <laughs> okay. Well, another one I think you're going to like okay. is read a book with somebody. Do a buddy read. I do enjoy doing our buddy reads. And that got me out of my reading slump last month because I felt obligated to read the book. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, Ashley, pick this for me. She's going to really like this. She's going to want to talk about this. And knowing that we were going to do the podcast about mm-hmm. our buddy read, I couldn't let our reader, like our listeners down right. and just not read it. So that got me out of my slump, not because I felt like I was forced to, but because mm-hmm. like... There's that obligation. Yeah, there's an obligation, but it's not like a textbook at that point. Right. I don't know how to describe the difference between that Mm -hmm. maybe you guys if you're listening and you know what we're talking about you can kind of tell me what I'm feeling but it's like I have the obligation I want to do it for you guys Mm -hmm. I want to do maybe it's because I'm doing it for someone else and not for myself Ah. maybe that's the difference because like reading a textbook in college was that that's for myself that's for my own knowledge that's for me Mm -hmm. to you know do for me but when I'm doing a buddy read or if I'm doing it for a podcast like Mm -hmm. that's for other people maybe that the selfless part of me is finally coming out. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I think that's good. Um, I really, really enjoy our buddy raids, and I think we should do more of them, honestly. For sure. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what I personally do when I'm in a reading slump. Hmm. I mean, I there's always the, you know, the basics is read what you want to read not what you have to read which we've already covered that yeah you know change up how you how you read change up what you're reading almost too yeah try different books because maybe that's just not the thing for you I love like paranormal stuff all the time Mm -hmm. but I flew through um accidental bad girl I mean, I had to put it down a couple times, but for the most part, I was reading chapters upon chapters at a time, Mm -hmm. and I flew through that one, and it's not something that I would normally read, so maybe you just need to change your genre, not even, like, just go pick another book and the same thing, but, like, maybe paranormal Mm -hmm. isn't it for you right now. Maybe you really need a romance. Maybe you really need Mm -hmm. a new adult contemporary, like... Yeah. I wouldn't say going... I mean... Maybe that's just me personally, going to a bookstore, going to the library. Like, I can go to a library and walk around and just peruse and not feel obligated to check anything out. That's true. Half the time, though, when I go to the store, I'm going to the store there for a purpose, and that is to buy new books. 
And Which, there's nothing wrong with buying new books. Books are amazing. <laughs> no, but at the same time, I don't want to just keep buying and buying and buying and never read them yeah. either. Are you calling me out right now? Feel no. Like, feel like you're calling me out a little bit. No. <laughs> Not calling you out. David's sitting here staring at her like, you're kind of calling her out. <laughs> no. come from <laughs> see like i keep them out of jesse's walkway so like at least there's that she okay them. i, I do them. i i do too he doesn't know how you know what it's not them. hiding when they're in plain sight no you hide thank those. you no i put them in plain sight he does not know how many thrift books that i've gotten recently he thinks i got two packages of thrift books not five <laughs> like and i just keep adding them to the bookshelf like slipping them in because like he's not gonna notice it <laughs> Uh, I got two packages, and David was here when I opened them, and I was really, really happy. <laughs> yeah. That was, like, the first time I had bought books in so long, honestly. And that did kind of rekindle. I, okay, I can kind of see where they're coming from, because that, that did rekindle, like, my urge to read. Like, I was like, okay, I have all these new books, you know, books that I really do want to read. So, okay, I can, I can, I can get on that train. I can I can support that one. Um, I think another good thing would probably be, you know how we talked about not like binge watching instead of mm. reading. Maybe just take a break from technology because books are completely the opposite of that. Obviously, right. unless you're reading it on a Kindle. But like, get off your phone. Stop searching Facebook. Nobody's mm-hmm. put up anything that's so important on Facebook right now that it's gonna mi- you're gonna miss it. Like. Right stop you know binge watching netflix put away you know the tablet and stuff like that and just sit down Mm -hmm. with a book does it specify instead like what they recommend to do instead of binging because i feel like that's an easy like rut to get in well let me open it back up and we will find out okay Um, while you're looking i'm going to talk about um how i do agree with going through your books and finding the ones that you really enjoy and wanting to keep those because then I guess that low one that lowers your clutter mm-hmm. and two you're relearn you're refining it's almost like that buying I feel like that's a catch-22 if you don't feel like you want to go to a bookstore and buy everything and buy books go you know reorganize your bookshelf because mm-hmm. I feel like those two almost go hand in hand I feel like they work really well together. Mm-hmm. No, it says that instead of replacing your electronics with that, it says sometimes life gets busy, rough, and exhausting, and it's easy to replace reading time with television, watching, or phone time. Maybe it's because the television shows take a heavy lifting of having to take away the heavy lifting of mm-hmm. having to imagine entirely new worlds and create characters on your own. However, television won't leave you as fulfilled as reading, and there's always the groggy, unproductive feeling after a long day of binge watching that never makes you feel that great. So the next time you reach for the remote to unwind, maybe grab a book instead and lock yourself in a televisionless room. Wow, that that article is pretty much made for us. Uh, I feel really called out right now. I, know. I don't know why they had to personally attack me like that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm notorious for watching a few episodes back to back to back. A few episodes. I've watched entire seasons on days off. Like. I wish I could do that, but I have to share the TV with my husband. And I'm supposed to share it, but what <laughs> happens is is that we compromise and we watch what I want. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there's no compromising in my house. It's David's home. David gets to grind for Destiny or play whatever that Tom Clancy game is. She won't let me put it in the bedroom. 
<laughs> the bedroom is not meant for TV. I don't have a TV in my bedroom at all. No. Bed, so. My bedroom is like an oasis for me. Like when I go to my bedroom, I want it to be calm down time, relax time, get mm-hmm. ready for sleepy time. Yep. Like that's just how I've always been. Like we've had TVs in our rooms growing up as kids, but those are really only there to watch movies when you're sick or like yeah that was it it was it was a little tiny box and it was had a dvd dvd player like built into the tv yeah no we used to have a tv in our room and then we got rid of cable Mm -hmm. and then we ended up selling our other xbox or giving it away for christmas i think Mm -hmm. so there was nothing to watch it on Mm -hmm. so someone one of our friends was really in need of a tv i think they were going away to college or something and so Mm -hmm. we gave them our tv from our room so now there's just the tv in the podcast room so that we can play games and stuff on it like when we're recording Mm -hmm. and then we also have it out in the living room and those are the only two well aside from taylor's tv taylor's got a tv but i mean the one out here in the living room was the one that we got from my grandmother when she passed away and the one in my bedroom is the one that my dad bought me as a hey you're moving out and you're being an adult here's a tv here's a tv if someone wants to just randomly buy me a tv i wouldn't i wouldn't fight you on it at all like (laughs) go for it it wasn't a random buy like he was like what do you well you you don't have a tv i was like nope no i don't i'm being an adult too (laughs) anyone want to buy me a tv you can have my tv i don't use it i'm kidding no um we definitely don't need a tv in our room that's one of those things that like we're talking about getting out of a reading slump but Mm -hmm. like i already don't sleep soundly enough and if there's a tv in there to tempt Mm -hmm. me no no that's a whole nother that's a sleep slump yeah be out of a sleep slump (laughs) (laughs) say that 10 times fast sleep slump sleep slump sleep slump sleep slump (laughs) ha ha beat you You know Eh. what? She got halfway there. I got halfway there. I still get a medal. (laughs) All right. Let's see if we've talked about everything. There's try switching from your fiction books to nonfiction. Okay. We already covered that. Uh, Look outside of your current TBR pile. We've covered that. Actually, did we cover that? You you were talking about maybe switch out your TBRs. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So maybe look outside of what you've currently put to the side because once again, maybe it's not what you're currently feeling. Maybe a a good way of putting that is read to your mood. So maybe you're Mm -hmm. like feeling stressed out and you need a calming book. Maybe you're feeling a little bit lonely and you need a romance book. Maybe, you know, just maybe try to get your mood and figure out what's put you in that slump in the first place because it Mm -hmm. could just be stress from work. So you need to read a book about taking a vacation. Okay. Here's something then. We'll we'll use that and we'll play it to what's going on with me so i'm reading i'm currently trying to read the wicked king it's full of high suspense high risk high reward fairy stuff yeah i have been thinking non-stop about 29 dates by Mar- by marissa de la cruz like i can't stop thinking about it so, so why are you not reading it because i feel obligated to read what i have in front of me because i literally finally decided hey i'm tired of being scared of this book see but maybe it's just not the book that you're supposed to be reading right this very second maybe 29 dates is the one that you're supposed to be reading right now okay well let's apply it to your situation then so right now I'm reading The Last Life of Prince Alistair and mm-hmm. I also have in my TBR pile Need and um oh there's another book down there I don't remember what it's called I think it's Blood Song it's a vampire book anyway okay um 
So Blood Song's not speaking to me right now. Uh-huh. Like the paranormal vampire meets human girl, not You mean Twilighty? Yeah, the Twilighty thing is not going it's not speaking to me right now. I, I don't, gave up on the Twilighty thing a long time ago. I wish I could say that I gave up on that a long time and ago. Yet, I'm not a huge Twilight and fan. Yet somebody at work had the nerve to come up to me and go, Hey, have you ever watched Buffy? Uh, yes. Yes, I have. Buffy is fantastic. And I literally looked at them like, um, no. You I don't m- like vampires. <laughs> Walked away. You really haven't watched Buffy? Never watched Buffy. Okay, so Buffy is not your typical vampire thing at all. It, it's it's not. It, mm. it, I promise you it's not. She's a vampire slayer. She's a vampire slayer, and vampires in this are totally different from mm. your everyday vampire. And it's not just vampires. It does have it's, bones in it, and I really do like that. Oh, yeah. He's, he's Angel. He's a good vampire. Oh, is he a friendly vampire? He is. He's a friendly vampire. Does and then eat non-blood, like... <laughs> synthetic blood no it's it's not like (laughs) my husband's looking at me like he doesn't know who he just married no it's it's so good though you have to try it at some point like promise me at some point you'll try i have to get out of the slump first before i can start maybe buffy will get you out of the slump (laughs) i can't i can't binge and get out of the slump that's that's not even following the guidelines that we are trying to help our readers it's a joss whedon show and joss whedon can do no wrong wait why do i feel like that name sounds so uh, familiar he made atlantis he made um firefly there you go right there do you like Firefly? Do I like Firefly? What's wrong with you? Well, what's wrong with you? You've never seen Buffy. I'm sorry. I didn't watch a lot of TV in the 90s. Oh, my God. I actually skipped school one day because there's an episode where Buffy's... But I'm not... Whatever. I don't need, I don't believe that you're going to watch this, so I'm just going to say it. Is it on Hulu? Is Buffy on Hulu? I don't know. Wait, no. We're talking about reading slums. Yeah, well... The, you know what? We've <laughs> talked about it before, and we'll talk about it again. If you don't get sidetracked at least a couple times, you're not in a real book club. I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu. Uh, Buffy. Yes, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay, I'll just watch it on Hulu. So, it is so, so good. Please, please give it a try. Okay, I still have to give Letterkenny another try. <laughs> yes, I would really appreciate it if you gave Letterkenny another try. She watched the first episode of Letterkenny, and she said she didn't like it. You know something I'm actually, like, anticipating? What? That, that comes out at the end of this month. Good Omens. Good Omens. What's that one? You haven't seen the trailers yet for Good Omens? I feel like I have, but I don't remember that. Is that the one where the devil and the angel fight together? Yeah. It's a Neil Schusterman book and another British author came together and um, you have a demon demon and angel having to get ready for the end of times, but somebody misplaced the Antichrist. What do you mean they misplaced the Antichrist? They went to the hospital to get the Antichrist as a baby and accidentally grabbed the wrong child. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's apparently, it's supposed to be really, really good. Everybody's, everybody in the book world is literally going bonkers about this. Um, there's really two big name actors that are in it. Um, the only one that I, I mean, I know them by like, by face. By face. face. Like they've been in stuff. Um, one of the, the demon actually is pay, played by one of the Doctor Who's. Oh. Yes. The one that was also in the Harry Potter movie. I can't remember his name. Oh, um, 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 David. Sure. David something. Yeah. Tennant. 
tenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's playing the demon, and apparently the demon, one of, I guess what, the demon doesn't want the world to end because he secretly likes humans, and he's like a rare book collector. (laughs) That actually sounds very, very good. And that's on Hulu? It's going to be, I think, Netflix. Okay. But it's airing on May 31st. Ooh. Can we read it though within the next If we can get out of this book slump we can. Alright. Well maybe this book will get us out of the book slump. Maybe it's it's outside of our normal what we would normally be reading. So yeah, it's a pre apocalypse be... like it's literally pre apocalyptic, but it's read, written by two British comedian kind of shtick authors. I like that. So it'll be kind of like a Monty Python-esque dry humor. Well, that's what it's been. It, it definitely has apparently Monty Python humor with some really kind of interesting undertones. Because Neil Shusterman never does anything without like some like political or theological undertones. I like that. Yeah. Okay, I'm definitely down for that. I feel like the other author's name might be Tinkerman, but I'm not sure. So I found another list from Book Cave, and okay. one of the other things it says is watch a bad book-to-movie adaptation. <gasps> Let all of the botched lines, skip details, and poorly cast characters stir up a bit of righteous indignation to make you yearn for the real thing. I got one. I got one for you. What? The Vampire's Assistant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that so would be yours. Bad. That would be yours. I don't even... I, you know what? I'm trying to think of a bad one that I didn't like. Um, I was not a fan of Me Before You. But I didn't feel like they did the book justice. All the way through that movie, it, they just didn't. They cut out too much. They they mm. left out really incredibly important parts, and I just I was I also wasn't a fan uh. of their casting. I I love mm-hmm. uh, the actor that plays Neville Longbottom. Mm-hmm. He was not good for her boyfriend. I don't think. I thought he did really good. I. I am considering like we're so used to him being a sweetie. I I think that's why I don't think he was the right casting, and maybe that's like incorrect of me to. He to was still say that. sweet. Okay, like if you read the book, the boyfriend's not a horrible douchewoggler. But in the movie, he is a horrible douchewoggler. Well, then that's just bad script writing. <laughs> Once again, bad books make you want to read the real thing. <laughs> I'm not sitting through Ghost in the Shell. I love you, but no. <laughs> um, their number 10 is to join a book club. Well, because we having have a whole a squad of dedicated club. readers supporting you and lovingly selected books, as well as a reading deadline, can be the perfect recipe to get you reading again. So maybe we just need to buddy read more. A lot of these are mm-hmm. reaching back to buddy reading. Okay, so here we go. Here's an idea that I've been toiling, toiling around with, um, and I hadn't talk to you about it because i wanted to talk to you actually off of the podcast well too bad we're having this dead we're having this talk now okay she's fluffing her coat <laughs> <laughs> um i think if we did a book a month like read a book a month together like and we can go back and forth like we'll pick a genre yeah and we'll pick a book out of that genre and then that'll be like one of our episodes at the or the at the end of this the end of the month that will be our like 
last episode. So we do something bookish at the beginning of the month and then the actual book at the end of the month. Yes. I like that. I'm okay with that. Are you sure? I'm A-okay with that. Okay. And thrift books will love me because I'll have to buy at least one book every month. <laughs> it could be something that's already on your TBR shelf. That's true. I have a lot of things on my TBR, so. But, it, I mean, that, here, here, that in itself will get a, will keep us out of a reading slump will open us up to other genres that we may not have thought of that's true keep us you know obligated to read throughout the month i like it now if we can just get more people to join hey david what's up (laughs) i am not allowed to join book club (laughs) he made one bad decision and that stuck with him for the rest of his days I got in one little fight. <laughs> My mom I, got scared. She said, you moving with your auntie and uncle to Bel Air. California. actual horror book. <laughs> and I am crucified. You know, it wasn't your fault. Jesse no, decided fault, he didn't want to read anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm actually blaming my husband for the fall of that book club because he decided he wasn't going to read like the last three books. Yeah. So... No, because here's the thing. The right after him was my pick, and I picked a graphic novel that was supposed to be like really cool. Yeah. But nobody wanted to read it. It's not that nobody wanted to read it. I forgot to pick it up. And then it was time for book club and I was like, Yeah, I forgot to go buy that. Like <laughs> And of course Jesse was already out. And I don't know what David did. Did David read it? Mm-hmm. See? You guys it was not your fault. It nope. was our fault. That was the night that was the day that we came over to the house and I'm like, Hey you guys ready for book club? And your husband's like, uh, I'm gonna go see my brother in about an hour. Oh yeah, we totally forgot book club was even happening. I was at work <laughs> and he was <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're not the nicest people sometimes. <laughs> Okay. We're just forgetful. I wouldn't say that we're mean people. We just we're very forgetful people. Okay. So then I mean, as we're recording, it's still the, well, it's the first full week of May. Good Omens comes out the last Friday of this month. How many pages is that book? Well, I am going to look right now. Pratchett! That's the name of the other author. Ha ha! Ha ha! (laughs) Good Omens. There's a Perry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Oh, I said Schusterman. That's horrible. Yeah, Neil Gaiman. Neil, the guy who wrote American Gods, and he also wrote a book of short myths and stories about Greek deities. He's written other things too, but those are his two most famous books. Mass Market Paperback. It's available on Goodreads. Okay, I'm just wanting to know the page count. Let's see. Uh, that's all I Let's see more details. Length, 384 pages. Ooh, we could probably do that. Well, I'm ordering it right now, so I hope that they Well, shit, no, wait, stop. Add 611 to your cart to qualify for free shipping. I think I will. It's to get out of the book slump. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, they said that we needed to get out of the book slump. I just, that's all that I need to do. Well, I guess I'm going to have press books tomorrow then. Or you could shop on thrift books. <gasps> oh, the rainbow fish, but it's in German. It's called Der Regenbogenfisch. I don't think I said that right. <laughs> no, I think we should have gotten um, our friend uh, Rafaela to pronounce that. Hey, Rafaela, if you could teach me how to say rainbow fish uh, before you leave, that would be awesome. Okay, 
So here you have it, listeners. We're going to change things up because apparently we need to get out of a slump. And with that is going to come a little bit of something different. We hope you enjoy. Oh, sorry. I was still shopping on ThriftBooks. <sighs> I'm off ThriftBooks now, I promise. Right. How how much did you get in your cart within that span? I haven't I haven't put anything else in there yet. I was looking through all the recommended <laughs> readings to go along with it. And you I know was what? Like, I've seen her shop, folks, where she can literally, I'd give her probably, I don't know, what it used to be, five minutes on the supermarket sweep? You had like five minutes to go through the whole thing? I've seen her do that in a bookstore, and it's very, very shocking and very disturbing at the same time. It's, I feel like it's a talent, you know, and it's not one that everybody has, but it's one everyone needs. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Let's see. Any other recommendations about getting out of a slump? I feel honestly, if you're just truthful about it and you, you know the signs of how you're reading and how to ha- Are you still shopping? No. <laughs> So, long story short, Metronet didn't pull out our money, and Jesse's trying to figure out why our Wi-Fi isn't working, and Metronet always pulls out our money on time. Like, it's set up on an automatic withdrawal, so Mm -hmm. I don't know why they didn't do it, and so he's trying to figure out how to get that paid right now. Mm. Yeah. Adulting is... I feel like that's part of the reason I'm in my book slumps is because I get so stressed out from adulting all the time. Mm. And I feel like that's a really important part of getting out of a book slump is kind of maybe realizing why you're in it. Mm-hmm. And I definitely know that mine is because of stress. Mm. Mine is due to stress too. But I think I'm kind of excited about our new journey. Yeah. That we're going to take. Um, we have to ma- basically do due diligence on this though if, if we're going to do it. I believe that we can do it. It's just a matter of staying on top of each other, making sure that the other one is reading, mm-hmm. being being there for each other. Yes. Hey, what part are you at? Hey, what part are you at now? I just got to this part. Mm. Well, you spoiled it for me. <laughs> Read faster. <laughs> How can you lose the Antichrist? Like, come on. Oh, well, yeah, I don't think that there's anything else that I have on how to get out of a book slump. Do you mm-hmm. have anything else? No, I I mean, those are those are all really good suggestions. Definitely suggestions I never thought of. Um, I would never have thought, you know, going into a bookstore and thinking about buying a book. Or, you know, not even going in with the mindset to buy a book, but like going in there and perusing to just kind of like see what your options are get you out of a book slump i never would have thought that never never would have gone there so i like it though yeah i do too all right guys well i guess that about wraps it up for this episode of wine and dine i'm megan i'm ashley and we'll see you guys next week bye bye (laughs) the ladies of wine and dine would like to thank you for listening to tonight's episode If you have a wine you would like to suggest, or maybe something you would like the ladies to read, please email us at wineanddinepod at gmail.com. That's not our outro. I know. I just. I, it's supposed to be your name, then my name, and this, this is Wine and Dine. Dine. I know. I messed it up. You're too busy putting things in your cart. 
I just really like shopping on thrift books. 